So can I get real with you today? Like, can I just spell it out as it is? Being really successful in the online world is kind of like climbing up a hill, pushing a really, really big boulder. You know, it promises a lot of amazing success, but the reality and the truth is a lot harder than it appears. Just scroll through Facebook and you're gonna see ad after ad enticing you to buy the latest program, dropping hints about what it actually takes to be an entrepreneur or in the online space. And for years, I bought into all of it. And the truth be told, I purchased courses and eBooks, programs, that all promised a fairy tale ending. And all of it left me wondering if there was just some secret I wasn't getting and if I had to fake it until I make it. And it was really overwhelming. And I spent thousands of dollars, I know, it's hard even to say, trying to figure out what we're gonna be talking about in today's episode. So yeah, basically we're pulling the curtain back because the number one question I get asked all the time by entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives is how do I break through the belief that I'm even good enough to be doing this? So the answer to that is coming up in today's episode. And I've enlisted the best of the best to explain just how you, yep, you can overcome those limiting beliefs you have about yourself. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello friends, we're officially in season six. What? Last week was the release of our 100th episode and I'm still buzzing from all of the love that was poured out from everyone. I actually got a little teary when I was receiving all of the posts and Instagram stories. A lot of the time I spend podcasting alone. So when I get feedback, it really touches my heart. And can I just say, you did not disappoint. So thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. I truly do this because I love it. And I love connecting with each and every one of you. So if you haven't had the opportunity already to listen to the 100th episode, then make sure you add it to your playlist. Because of all of the moments on the show, I thought long and hard about the five most impactful moments for me personally. The takeaways that I had uh, really made a difference in my own life. They changed me and I wanted to share them with you because they were just that good. And I have to say, it was tough to pick only five because I've had so many phenomenal guests on the show, but these were the moments that really resonated with me and I was able to apply in my life just at the right time. But today is a brand new season and with a new season comes new guests, new conversations, and I'm thrilled about our very first guest because she's someone that I connected with immediately when we started to chat. About a month ago, I received her book called Thinking Like a Boss, and the cover just drew me in because it's just super classy. And as I do with every author that I have on the show, I read the book from beginning to end, and I kind of waited for there to be some fluff in the middle. It just never came. It's all just pure gold. So if you've ever felt like you just can't seem to get a breakthrough, today is your day. Kate shares with us how to overcome limiting beliefs, what to do when we feel like we just want to quit, 
and how to seize really great opportunities and let go of the ones that are just not right for us. Kate Crocco is a psychotherapist and confidence and mindset coach who mentors female leaders around the globe. She has coached thousands of women through one-on-one group and mastermind programs, as well as through her Confident Ladies Club community. She's the host of a weekly podcast called Thinking Like a Boss, where she regularly interviews female entrepreneurs from various fields who have found success in business and life. Kate's mission is to empower women to go after their dreams by helping them break down the walls of fear that have been holding them back from greatness through lovingly challenging them to step into the best versions of herself. Kate resides in New York City with her husband, two sweet girls, and their rescue pup, Turbo. She basically sounds like my best friend. Okay, so without further ado, let me introduce you to Kate Crocco. Kate, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest here on the Courage Cast today. I'm really excited to talk with you. I just finished your book, which is amazing, Thinking Like a Boss. It's beautiful, by the way. The the cover oh, is you. absolutely gorgeous. A friend of mine who designs for a lot of really cool publications, she's always said to me, you know, Andrea, um, I will only read books that look good. She will read books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, what there are honor. books that I get sent that do not look as good as this. So it really, you know, intrigued me. I opened the pages of it and just resonated so much with uh, so many of the things that you had to say and just what you what you do. And I'm really, really excited to chat with you. I want to pick your brain. I want to find out all the wisdom that you have to offer. But why don't you go ahead and just um, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you're passionate about and who you serve. Yeah, thank you. And if we have time later on, I actually would love to tell you about the cover story. Okay. Yeah. Everyone sees it and they're like, oh my God, this is such a beautiful cover. Like it's perfect. And it's very easy to look at the cover and think, because the book is called Thinking Like a Boss. And Mm -hmm. I'm in this like powerful looking chair and I have this beautiful black lace shirt on. And it's very easy to look and think like, oh, wow, she looks like she has it all together, right? Like she knows what she's talking about or she's got things together in life. And the funny thing is that day that we went to take that cover picture, life was a mess. It was a complete mess. So I have two little ones. Um, I had two under two and one of them was up sick the night before, like throwing up fever, of course. And my other one was home with me because she wasn't yet in daycare. So she was already going to be on the way to the cover shoot with me. And it was just, you, you know, those days where you feel like everything is crumbling around you and you just like any little thing makes you feel like you're on the verge of tears, like you're about to cry. Yeah. And it, it was one of those mornings and I sat there in my living room with, you know, both babies on my lap and just felt like I'm not, I'm not ready. Like my hair looks terrible. I'm not feeling confident today. I don't know how I'm going to pose for this cover picture. Um, it just, it felt like a lot of pressure and it was something that I had dreamed about forever to be on the cover of a book. And, um, I just, you know, had gotten this haircut a few days ago, a few days prior to that. And, um, I wasn't able to see my regular girl cause I was so last minute. So I went to like this random place down the street and the cut ended up not 
being how it was supposed to be. So I literally that morning grabbed the kitchen shears and went up to the bathroom and YouTube how, yes, how to cut your own hair. (laughs) And I was just in that place. It was almost like when like pulling a Britney Spears, I was like, I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going to cut my own hair. Um, it can't look any worse than it looks now. And I did, I cut it. And I, I, sometimes when you're at, when you feel like those moments of almost like rock bottom, and it's, it sounds a little dramatic to say it was rock bottom because it wasn't, but when you feel like everything is just sort of a mess and, you know, there's really nowhere else to go but up. Mm. And I'm actually so grateful because I feel like when I'm in that place, my heart is opened and expanded even more. And I start to think a little bit deeper and I start to think like, oh my goodness, this, okay, I'm making this cover about me, but this is not about me at all. This is about the women who are going to receive this message, the people who are gonna pick this book up at the store. And like, I've got to get out of my own head right now and stop making this about me. And I can't tell you, like the, the shoot ended up being like, it couldn't have been any more perfect than it was. Like I just surrendered in that moment and said, I'm gonna use like the principles, the things I teach in this book and get myself together, get my stuff together and make this the the best shoot possible. And as I was getting my picture taken, you know, she was taking a lot of great pictures all day. I had this wonderful photographer who flew in from Texas and, um, you know, she's showing me the pictures all day and I'm like, oh yeah, these are great, these are wonderful. And then she's, this like song she had music on and this song came on and i remember just sitting there and feeling like oh my gosh like this is this is the moment like this is gonna be the picture like one of these pictures and i just sat there and opened my heart again and just started to think about all of the pain that other women experience and the lies that they tell themselves and again like this is not about me this is about these other women that need to hear this message and tears started to well up in my eyes and she's snapping my picture and then I just I knew it I was like whatever picture she got right now this is going to be the cover picture and it's funny because this I I know like I you, you know your own face of like when you're about to cry right yeah like you know what that looks like and this is my face when I'm about to cry so really? I knew yes this is this is my picture for the cover Wow. I love that story. Yeah. You know, I really do. It's funny because I'm, I'm actually planning right now to, we're, we're, I haven't really told anybody this, so anyone listening now is going to hear this, but um, we're rebranding the podcast. And yeah. so in the, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to take some more photos and it's so easy to get in your head about this kind of thing. Yeah. Like what you're going to wear and like, you know, getting my hair done and all the things that, that need to happen. And it's like, it's a lot and it's, it feels like a lot of pressure, you know, to present yourself. Um, like you, like you said, like you have it all together. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is that there are days when you just don't. And one of the things that just really stood out to me, just as you were saying, that was like getting out of your head and thinking, you know, this is, actually not about me it's about the people that I am serving and um, that are going to read the book that are going to be changed that are going to um, have kind of their own epiphany or aha moment just from reading the book which is great that's Mm -hmm. amazing 
Thank I love you. that. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. I'm going to totally go off script. We are totally now. We have, <laughs> we've totally just rounded it. the corner, but guys, this is Kate Croco. She's a psychotherapist <laughs> and a confidence and mindset coach. Okay, we'll get to this other stuff later, but um, <laughs> we're just going to go for it, um, which I love all the things that you do, by the way. But you. you talk about um, really um, just being able to kind of... Um, overcome those limiting beliefs, overcome those barriers. And I know for so many women, so many artists, entrepreneurs, this is like the biggest thing that they, they go through. And, and, you know, people can come to me all the time and they want coaching about like, I want to know, should I, you know, quit my job or should I do this or should I do that? And the reality of it is, is it's really never even about any of those things. Mm. It's always about what they believe to be true. Can you share with me what point for you, did everything shift where you got it and you were like, this is, um, I'm overcoming this mindset for myself. Oh yeah. I love that question. Um, so for me, it was after investing a lot of money and, (laughs) (laughs) and I bet everyone listening can understand this. You know, you rather than going internally and especially as a new business owner, you think, okay, I just need all these systems. I need all these things in place. And then my business is going to go off, like, you know, get off the ground and it's going to hit the ground running and it's going to be great. And you don't realize that starting a business is the biggest self-development lesson you will ever have in your life. Like anything that's going on inside will be brought to the surface. And I always say in order to have a healthy and successful business, you have to be healthy inside, like your mind has to be healthy. And I thought that I needed, again, to be successful. I needed all of these external things. I needed to spend you know, thousands of dollars on creating a website and getting perfect branding and um, having all these systems set up and you know, paying copywriters and, I poured so much money on the outside and realized like, wow, none of that stuff actually matters. What really matters is my belief in myself because you can have all those wonderful things, but if you can't go out there and connect with potential customers or clients or share about your message or have the confidence to talk about your services or products, like your business is not going to go anywhere. And um, I think we also at times feel like in order to be successful, we need these things. And once I have them, like everything's going to be great. So we often chase things like different degrees or certifications or um, different professional licenses because we think that like once we have that, then I can step into that role of that CEO or that professional Um, and what's really hard is getting there and then realizing that your life hasn't changed at all. Like now you're just left with this certificate and nothing else is different. Mm -hmm. And I think for so many people that actually can make people, can make you feel worse because it's like, wow, now I've invested all this money and I've invested all this time and I have what I thought that I needed to feel confident and feel good about myself. And I'm actually right where I was before and I have nothing else to show for it. And um, 
I think that was a big aha moment for me. And what really led me down this path of self-discovery and realizing like, okay, I actually don't need all of those things. And if, yes, if I want to have some of those things set up in my business, it's great. Um, but they're not necessary for me to be successful. What's necessary is just for me to have belief in myself. And how did you like, how did that come? Like, it's easy to say that, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, I need to have belief in myself. And I, I'm just, you know, imagining so many people imagining myself in the story you've told, you know, like thinking investing so much money yeah. in all of this. And this is after even for myself, and this is after, you know, having a master's and an undergraduate and an, and, and two successful careers prior to, and then thinking to yourself afterwards, gee, I am so not qualified for this. Yeah. And, and overcoming those beliefs. So how did you like, you know, you've, you have invested all this and you're like, you're kind of at this like pivotal moment of like believing, how do you actually believe? Like, how do you switch that? Yeah. So one thing I always say is start by doing something that scares you every day. So mm -hmm. one little thing that pushes you out of your comfort zone, because I always say confidence is not something you're born with. It's not something that you can pay for. It's something that's created through consistency. It's taking consistent action and doing those things that scare you over and over and over again. And I think that it's also one of those things that you're going to need to work on the rest of your life. You can't just be confident in one area and then expect, okay, life's going to be easy because, um, you're going to grow. And the thing with these lies and these beliefs that we tell ourselves is that the more that we're growing, the more that we're getting to a different place or level in our life and business, the more that they're going to come up. And it's actually not a bad thing. It just means that you're not sitting still. You're not complacent. So, you know, there are things like right now, like people again might think like, oh, you must have it all together. Cause like you've learned how to become confident or you've learned how to work through X, Y, and Z, but no, there's still things that I'm working on. Like, yes, I've gotten through certain, um, you know, pitfalls or things that have been hard for me in life and business, but I'm always growing. I'm always going to be working on my confidence. And, you know, back when I started my business, like just being able to sort of give an elevator pitch and tell someone I had my own business, like that was really, really scary for me. Mm -hmm. And today, like, you know, I can talk about my business all day long and it's no big deal, but there are things that definitely scare me. Like thinking about getting up on a stage and speaking in front of hundreds of people. Like I want to crawl into <laughs> a little ball and cry and, um, not have to think about it. But again, like if I just crawl into a little ball and lay in my bed and cry all day, I'm not going to get to that place where I want to be. And the only way to get over that fear is to keep doing it and to do what scares me. So I practice little things every single day that scare the crap out of me. And every time I get up to speak, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm, that's good. That's, that's really a great advice. You know, there's, I think so many women want to quit long before, yeah. <laughs> or maybe even just before I know I, I could probably be in that camp you know, I think I, I think I say on the podcast all the time, I'm like, you know, weekly or monthly, I think about quitting the podcast. Oh, yeah. um, 
And, and so, you know, it's, it's so easy to want to give up and, and having that resiliency is something that you talk about in your book. And can you speak to that? Like, how can we have that kind of resiliency to like actually keep going and bounce back? I think something really important is to look at past evidence. So we are all resilient. We've all been through something hard in our life before. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're going through it in the moment, looking at the past and seeing that evidence, like, oh, wow, I've wanted to, you know, quit the podcast before and I haven't, right? Because I've found um, different ways to, you know, find that passion again, or to make this work for me or for it to not be so hard. So I think looking at the past and saying like, I've gotten through this. So let's just say it was, um, like maybe you're going through a really challenging time in your, um, personal relationship. And, you know, maybe there was a time in the past where you had a really bad breakup and you remind yourself, okay, you know, I felt like it was the end of the world, but I got back up. And life is even better today. And I think it's reminding yourself that like when I go through something really hard, I always ask myself, like, what's the lesson in this? And yeah, right now, like this all sucks and maybe I can't see the lesson, but I know someday I'm going to be thanking my past self for getting through this and for pushing forward. And I, I will see the lesson, like the lesson always appears Mm. and I also think that right when you're on the brink of something big, like there's always going to be a breakdown before the breakthrough. Mm, that's good. I don't think that breakthrough just happens. Like you just stumble upon it or it's something <laughs> that is easy. Like there has to be breakdown in order for you to have that breakthrough. So I can't tell you how many times in the process of writing this book, I quit right? Like I quit for the day. Like (laughs) I can't do this anymore. This is hard. And I just remind myself, like I've been through hard things. And, um, I think of like paint, like painful things. Like I even, there's times, let's just say like, I'm at the gym and I'm like, this is really hard. I don't want to do this. Like I feel sick or, you know, this is painful. I remind myself, Oh, I've birthed two babies before. So I can definitely like get through this workout, right? Like that was painful. This is not painful. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And we've all gone through painful events. So we can compare that past self to what we're going through today. Hi, beautiful. Here's your daily reminder that you are loved, you are important, and you are perfect just the way you are. The way those words just made you feel, that's what it feels like to slip into an Honor Brooks robe. Honor Brooks is a female-founded luxury robe and loungewear brand. Every unique, high-quality Canadian-made piece is designed to be a reminder that we are all made up of beautiful, unique details. For 15% off your very own Honor Brooks piece, head to honorbrooks.ca and enter promo code COURAGECAST at checkout. That's O-N-D-E-R-B-R-O-E-K-S dot C-A. Promo code COURAGECAST. I love just even, you know, how you worded it, because I think that so often, even today I was going for a walk and I was thinking about, 
like it's really cold here like it's really really cold here and um and i was tired i woke up at four this morning not oh, because gosh. i wanted to but just and so you know i had been up for a long time i'm thinking i've got some episodes to record today and i have a, a coaching call and and i was just like i just kind of want to go back to sleep and i'm really tired and um and then i was reminding myself as i'm taking a walk you know Andrea you're just looking at your present circumstances you're just looking at like what is in front of you mm. Ver but I love how you're saying like you know sometimes you have to look back at you know what is the proof you know that you've yeah. done it before you know um, you've already done a hard thing you've already made it through days that you were tired and you didn't think you were going to you're gonna make it through today too you know like um, some way somehow we're going to make, I love that. So thank you. Um, just the other day, um, I was having a conversation with somebody and, um, I hadn't talked to her in a really, really long time. And I, unbeknownst to me, she had this opportunity she wanted to present to me. And so we started talking and I, I kind of was taking a little bit off guard actually be, of, from this opportunity because it was something that had she asked me, um, oh gosh, years ago, I would have jumped at the opportunity. But here I was thinking to myself, you know what? This actually doesn't feel right. So you talk about in your book about, you know, opportunities and saying yes to, you know, the right opportunities and when to say no. How do you know that? Like how, how are you able to like gauge this is a good opportunity for me. This is not. Hmm. I love that question. So in the book, there is like this little formula for making decisions that I talk about, but I think rather than getting into all of that today, I just, I, I think the biggest piece is learning to just really get quiet and to figure out what you want, because I think that often we make decisions not because we're maybe excited about it, or maybe we are excited, but I think that sometimes like the undertone is actually scarcity. Mm, yeah. So this is such a great opportunity. Like I would be crazy to pass this, or this is such a great opportunity. I may never get one like this again, or I think we think of like the loss. So like, if I didn't take this opportunity, if I didn't move forward with this, what would I be losing? Um, like, would I be losing out on a customer or client or an opportunity to connect with this big person? And I, every single time I make a decision based off of scarcity because of any one of those feelings, mm -hmm. it's never the right decision. Like it doesn't, I don't typically get what I think I might possibly get from it. Right. But when it's a decision that's based off of love and based off of, um, just a pure innocent intention of like, this is just what I really want. And maybe it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Maybe like the numbers don't add up. Um, but those are always the ones that make the biggest impact. Mm. That's so interesting. You say that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. um, no, because even in this, in this particular opportunity, I don't want to do it. Like I just, yeah. there's no way. Like I can't, I almost like I can't do it, but yeah, but it also is, uh, there's been playing on my mind and you just really pinpointed it 
is the scarcity. Yeah. Because if I did do this, I would be putting myself in front of a lot of people. And mm. if I put myself in front of a lot of people, then the potential for networking or, you know, all this other stuff is there. But the reality of it is it's just not a good opportunity for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it probably looks like a great opportunity yeah. for other people, but for you, like it's, I think, you know, I think we all know, like that's that, I always say it's like that gut feeling that if we said yes, mm -hmm. we would walk away having like just a little bit of regret. Like we almost like we sold our soul, yes. like, <laughs> right. Like we sold yeah. out or it's, and I've been there like, opportunities that just, they make sense, but inside you just know. And I think the most important thing is like not going around and asking like our friends or family, cause they're all going to say like, yeah, you got nothing to lose. Like, just go for it. Like yeah. you're going to be in front of all those people, but getting really quiet and just like feeling that feel. And I know that I can tell, like you feel it inside. Like it's that gut feeling mm -hmm. that, you know, just something is off. And when you can trust that, like you will never walk away with regret. Yeah. No, that's so And good. I guarantee like you're going to say no. And then in the future, like something is going to happen and you're going to, you're going to see that answer. You're going to say, wow, oh my goodness. It didn't make sense then, but now I know, like I can see exactly why it wasn't aligned for me. And this is why. And I can't tell you how many times it's happened. I talk about it in the book, like just something is off and I know it's off and it's, it's such a comforting feeling. And every time that you can say no with integrity, cause you know, something is just not right. Um, it's almost, it's like evidence again for the future. Like it builds your confidence even more and you get even more in tune with your feelings and your decision-making and in the future, it's so much easier to say no. Mm -hmm. I like how you, you put the alignment. I think, you know, there was a part in, in the book that you talk about being aligned with different things and how sometimes that can stop us from doing things, um, you know, because we, we're, we're always looking for that. But there's also this really important piece about alignment and being in alignment with our purpose. And um, how do we know um, if, we, if we are aligned with something or not? Mm -hmm. I think again, it's like getting really quiet. And again, if there's no scarcity behind it, if you feel like, I, I think we just know. And again, I, I always say like all of the answers are within, mm -hmm. we just have to get quiet enough to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And not doing things like, because we think that we should, we have to, or we need to, but it's an alignment because we want it to be in alignment because it just feels right. And when you can follow that and work and live your life and your business in alignment, again, you'll have all of these little um, pieces of evidence that like for the future, it just, it makes it easier when you can say like, oh, wow, like I did that in alignment and 
look how it worked out. So I'm just going to follow that feeling. I'm just going to really get quiet and listen for those answers because they're always there. You know, there's been, I think, so many times in my life where, look, looking back now, hindsight, obviously, that I have done things or wanted things to continue out of fear that... Mm. Um, and so I, I kept myself in jobs. Um, I kept, I was living in the United States for like almost 14 years. Um, I was afraid to, to leave there to like thinking I was going to get deported. And at the end I lost (gasps) my visa and I, I didn't get deported, but basically was asked to leave. Um, but so my worst fears ended up coming true because of the fact that I wasn't willing to let go and surrender and be like, this is not actually in alignment with what I am really supposed to be doing and not listening and trusting and just kind of almost living in a fear place, um, which took me a really long time, like a, like a really long time <laughs> to actually understand that. And even, you know, in relationships, you know, thinking the same thing, it's like, no, I, I want to be in this relationship. And then you know, realizing later on that I'm, I'm in the relationship out of fear mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, is this an alignment? And then the moment that those jobs ceased or that I left the U.S. or that relationship was, you know, no more, all of a sudden everything just kind of like is clear. Yeah. The path opens up and it seems like, oh, OK, this is this is alignment you know, um, one of the things I wanted to kind of ask you was even in, you know, with opportunities, you know, I asked like, when do you say yes? And when do you say no? But what about if you want an opportunity and you're looking Mm. for an opportunity, how do you go about that? I think also just being like, not getting so caught up in the process. Cause I think we get caught up in the process of just like our day-to-day of, you know, all the things we have to get done in our life, our business, our job, mm-hmm. um, that we don't allow any margin for like special, I, I, like not, not, not the word magic, like magic, I don't know. I'd like to think like magical little things. Like we just have to leave space for exciting things that are not within our plan. Yeah. Okay. Allowing space for other opportunities to come in, like just being open because when we're just looking straight ahead, right at that, like ultimate goal, like I want to get this new job or I want to be in this new relationship. Um, you know, you're just stuck behind your computer, sending resumes out, doing all the things, getting caught up in what you think you need to do, maybe on online dating that, you know, maybe you're sitting in a coffee shop you know, <laughs> talking to people on an online dating site and there's actually someone sitting right next to you who is like who you're supposed to meet. Yeah. Right. But like you're not open. Like they ask you a question like, hey, where'd you get your laptop or something? And you just sort of brush them off. Mm-hmm. So like slowing down and being, I can't tell you how many opportunities and just like aligned situations have happened because I wasn't in that swirl. Like I wasn't stuck in just looking forward. Yeah. I was able to just allow things to just happen and just to be open. And there's times like where, you know, like someone wants to have a conversation with you. You have no time. Um, but 
you know, I'm thinking of like going to the gym and, you know, I'm like trying to run out of class to like get to the next thing. And then someone starts to say like, oh, you have a business, right? Like, can you tell me a little bit, a bit about it? And sometimes just being open to those conversations, because I mean, the reality is sometimes it's just five minutes out of your day and you just don't know, like the impact that you can make on someone else. And then also the opportunity that you, that could be right in your hands. Mm -hmm. And I think that most of the, those crazy kind of opportunities have happened not from doing the right things and checking those boxes, but just from allowing life to just happen. Mm. Surrender. Yes. Oh yeah. Surrender big time. Yeah. And just being um, almost accepting what is gratefully, you know, saying I, I you know, I great, gratefully accept this time in my life and this space in my life and, and making room for the beauty, the magic, like you said, to just happen. You know, especially when we don't, you know, we don't know who we're going to encounter or what's going to happen. Um, one of the things that I did want to talk to you about, because I think you, you brilliantly speak about this in your book, and it's all about money. And um, I think as women, um, you know, we've had such a hard time to believe that we are worth making money and mm-hmm. charging uh, what we're worth, whether we're an independent contractor or in business for ourselves or, you know, believing that uh, we can make a certain amount of money on set or, you know, charging for our services as a musician, like all the things. Um, what do you think the biggest barrier that women face when it comes to their finances is? I think just feeling like they're not worthy or they don't deserve it. Um, or feeling guilt, like I have this business or I do this, I have this career because I have this passion to serve people and to love people and help people. And I shouldn't be making money, right? Because this is like my calling. And I was in that place at one, one time too, just feeling like, you know, this is like, I'm obsessed with my business. Like I love it. It's so much fun for me. Mm -hmm. And I, it was almost like, but I shouldn't like work is supposed to be hard. Like (laughs) making money should be hard work. Like this doesn't feel hard. This feels like fun. Mm. So it didn't make sense. But I realized that, you know, I, I really see money as, um, sort of a magnifier or reflection of your heart. So if you have a good heart, money is only going to help you make that even bigger and magnify that even more because I see someone with who gives with a little someone who will give with a lot and give even more with a lot Mm -hmm. and money is a great thing right like when we have more money when we can earn more money in our business we can serve in different types of ways so you know I can because my business makes money I can um you know employ other people to work within my business, which then gives them freedom in their life. Like one of my right-hand ladies, she's a stay-at-home mom and she gets to be home with her kids and work in my business. Like she doesn't have to go and get a nine to five. Right. Um, and I get to pay her something that, you know, like 
quite honestly, I was never paid in a nine to five mm-hmm. um, because my business makes money. And um, it also allows me to give more. So if I you know, was only making a certain amount in my business, I would just be head down um, serving clients and unable to create you know, a lot of content to go out there online and to, you know, give to people and serve people with. Um, I wouldn't be able to maybe do different volunteer opportunities. I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, be able to donate to specific charities um, or organizations that have such a big place in my heart. So I look at it as, you know, I can do so much good in the world um, the more that my business brings in or the more that, um, you are paid at your corporate career. Mm -hmm. So I actually think that money is a great thing. Like, yes, if you are, and I guarantee that nobody listening to this is a selfish or greedy person, but like good things don't happen when selfish or greedy people have money. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that if you even have a little tinge of guilt around money, it's just an indicator that you are a good person and um, that you your head is your head and your heart are in the right place. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who just kind of feels like, okay, I want to stop because I'm not um, making the money that I should or think I, I should be making and they kind of want to just go back to like just getting a regular job? Hmm. I mean, I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that, um, you know, for entrepreneurship, I would say is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that for some people having the structure of a nine to five actually suits them better. And like, if that is something that you're feeling because that's an alignment for you, like maybe that's what you do. And maybe you have a little side hobby or side hustle for fun. Um, but if it's that you want to go back to your nine to five because you feel uncomfortable receiving money or you're having a hard time making money, but you really, really want to have this business, like there are ways to make it happen. And I think, um, again, I think that we get so caught up with looking just at ourselves, like we forget about all the other people out there and the reason why we have this business. So this business I remind myself is to serve other women and to um, help other women feel confident and feel um, equipped to go out there and to serve in this world. And if I am going to get so caught up in my mind that I am afraid to make money, that I'm going to just stay behind the scenes, like I'm unable to serve those people that are waiting for me. And I think just reminding yourself that there's people out there that really need to hear what you have to say or what it is that you are creating in your business that um, needs to be shared with them. Mm -hmm. It seems like even just like listening to, you know, everything that you've said today is like, it's really like really comes back to, you know, keeping in focus why you're doing this and and how you can serve people and how you can help people it's like even going right back to the 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 story you told about the photo shoot Mm. you know getting out of your head and being like you know this is not just about me and if it is just about me then i probably will still 
continue to have these issues because I will be focusing on those things because they're about me versus focusing on um, really just what, what can you give out of a healthy place out of, uh, which I love that you said at the beginning, you know, um, doing it out of a healthy place and being able to help people. One of the reasons like I was so excited to have you on the podcast is because you talk about visualization and how that's helped you um, personally and how you um, work with your clients with visualization. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think that often it's hard for us to get to that place where we want to go because we can't actually see it. And I'm sitting here at my desk right now and I'm looking right next to me at my vision board for 2020. I think that um, like I had never done a vision board up until two years ago. And I used to think like, oh yeah, it's like in my head. Like I know what I want to achieve, but I think that taking visualization, the next step. So like think sitting there and thinking about what it is that you want, visualizing all those little details, but then also taking that and putting it on paper, whether it's writing it down or literally cutting out words and pictures and gluing them to a piece of cardboard. Um, I think it's so important because it's a reminder for us. And um, I think sometimes it helps. So for me, I have someone, a mentor who I've never met in my life. She's just someone that I've learned from and followed. Um, And I like to look when I'm maybe not feeling like I'm in the place that I want to be. I I like visualize myself as like where she's at right Mm. now and like what my life would look like, like what I would be wearing, how I would be carrying myself, how I would be speaking. And I start to imagine that and work towards that and also just start to sort of act as if I'm already there. So even though I don't feel like it, I know that I'm not in that exact place yet. Mm -hmm. And I'll never will be in that exact place, but in a similar place yet, I just start to say, you know what, rather than like looking at it as so far ahead, even though I may not feel like I'm there yet, I need to just show up like I'm in that place right now, I need to show up as her today because that actually is me underneath all of this stuff, all of this hiding. Um, that is me after I've completely like transformed and worked on my confidence. Like that person is already there underneath all of these layers. Yeah, that's good. And I can just little by little show up as her today. And as I'm saying this, like, I'm just thinking like, how would, how would that future version of me act? Mm -hmm. How, like, what would I say also, like, what would I be saying yes and no to? And that helps me when, again, if I have an opportunity and maybe I'm saying yes out of scarcity, Mm -hmm. like would that future version of me actually say yes to this? Or am I just saying yes, because I'm keeping myself small and acting as if I'm in that former version of me. Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's um, thinking like a boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, really. And and I think this whole visualization thing really truly is that. I think that uh, for me, when I started to really get it, was that, was that one key thing that you said too, was 
you know, um, seeing myself as already being there, being that person and, and then acting like it, acting like I am that person already. So even though if the circumstances don't dictate that that is truly the case all the time, that I am positioning myself there like I believe that I am there already. And, and so I love that, that, um, that you said that. Your book is fantastic. It's called Thinking Like a Boss. And I'm going to have all of your um, information on the website and in the show notes. But can you just tell people how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so my website is katecrocko.com. And my favorite place to hang out is Instagram stories. You can see all the behind the scenes. I think that it's so important. Again, like, you know, you can look at the cover of this book and think like, oh, she looks like she's got it together. But I like to show the real version um, of what it's actually like running a business with two little babies. And um, I show you all the messy because, you know, there's beauty in the mess. And I think, you know, we're all, so many people are just like striving for perfection. And I think that, um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to, it's, I just don't want to show that. I want to show what it's really like. And I want to show that, like, even though, you know, I do have it together in many ways, like I am always working on myself and I am never, I've never made it. Like I'm not there yet. And I don't think that we will ever be there. And like, that's the beauty of life is that we are always constantly growing. And I just realized you just asked me where people could find me. <laughs> that's okay. Instagram stories. <laughs> uh, no, that's, a, no, that's awesome. I, I, I appreciate that you um, took the time out. Um, congratulations on your book and, um, and just thank you so much for being a guest on the courage cast. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. I think we've all felt like quitting just before a breakthrough, myself included. It's not easy to stay on track when things are falling apart. And generally, it's not just in one area when things are kind of crumbling around us. Usually, it's in multiple areas of our lives. And I think that's why it's so important for us to discern when it's time to give up and let go of a dream and when to push through and learn the tough lessons that the universe is serving up to us. So maybe you've been feeling like that for a while now. You're considering giving up on your dream because you're not sure if you can actually do it or if you're capable. I want to encourage you to stick with it through the tough times and then make the decision whether or not to quit when you're in a better headspace. And it's likely at that point you may not want to quit. And I want to thank Kate for joining me today and her brilliant wisdom. Coincidentally, today is the release of her book, Thinking Like a Boss. So make sure you send her some love by purchasing her book. I will include all of her information in the show notes so that you can follow her, connect with her and buy a copy of her book. And for those of you who I've not connected with over Instagram, you can find me at at the dot courage cast. And I would love for you to join me 9 a.m. Eastern time every weekday when I go live. I am talking about how you can live abundantly. And if you don't catch me live, you can make sure to catch me on the replay on IGTV. 
friends, I sure do love you. Thank you so much for being here today. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.